I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hello, hello. This is the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. I am Heather, your host, just in case you are new to listening to the show. And I'm excited to talk all about businesses and systems and helping CEOs um, with automations, which you know I geek out on if you are a loyal listener. And I have Megan Galane today to dive deeper into what I love, systems. And so before I bring Megan on, I'm going to just give you a little bit of her background. So Megan Galane helps business owners work less, but make more money and impact through simple operational systems. Yes, this sounds super boring. However, Megan brings a bubbly personality that makes understanding such a boring topic, exciting and empowering for the business owner or owners who may be facing burnout. Megan has helped multiple six figure service-based CEOs through the SOS Advantage, which is her business. And they remove themselves from their day-to-day so that they can operate in their zone of genius and fully step into their role as the visionary in their empire. Without further ado, please welcome Megan Galane to the podcast. How are you, Megan? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited. I'm so excited. If you, um, we don't use the video quite yet, but if you see Megan, she's got this amazing background with white and uh, rainbow colored books and her hair is the best curl and it's just <laughs> awesome. And she's just like very nice fresh curl, <laughs> really fun and fresh. Like my sister's got super curly hair too. So it's Um, It's always fun. It always fits bubbly personalities, like you said in the bio. So before we start, uh, what's your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? So you guys are may may shun me for this one. So don't judge me. But I just went to crumble for the first time like a month ago. (laughs) Oh, I just had my first crumble cookie last weekend. Okay, so I'm not the only one. Okay, I've not made it there, and my sister had it for my brother in law's birthday, and I was like, I finally get to try it. (laughs) Yes, I like. I forgot what we were doing, but I was like, oh my God. Oh, we're waiting for Costco to open. And there's a crumble right next to Costco. And I'm like, I mean, let's go to crumble. They're open while we wait for Costco. Like I've never been. So yeah. I, I, my favorite cookie, I'm a snickerdoodle lover. Like Ooh. it just for some reason just brings me back to like childhood snickerdoodle and um, just like a warm chocolate chip cookie. And so I was so excited because I definitely got a snickerdoodle and a warm chocolate chip cookie from crumble, which if you know crumble, they have like weekly cookies and so it was humongous. so exciting how uh, what and humongous cookies they're humongous but they they don't have like every flavor all the time and so I was so excited that they had my favorites <laughs> but I did have to ask you because I have not been to crumble it was at my sister's house and so mm-hmm. they weren't warm do they serve them warm there yes yeah okay like, so they're better because I wasn't I wasn't sold I'm like this is what all the hullabaloo is about but it might have been because they weren't warm uh yeah. And so I'll have to try it warmed up because Tiff's treat is hard beat mm-hmm. when it comes to going and getting a cookie. So my, my go-to cookie is, dang, where do I normally get cookies from if it's not crumble? 
That's a good question, man. Now I'm wondering, where did I used to get cookies from? <laughs> Maybe the great cookie company. <laughs> I'm dropping. Like, I, I just feel like they always showed up somewhere. I don't know how I got them. Yeah, right. Or they're probably Mrs. Fields from like a rep or something. I mean, yeah. I bake. Yeah, if I have to get them from anywhere, I usually get them at Tiff Streets. But Crumble, um, I heard of Crumble for the first time from a from a podcast guest. Um, shout out Squats Margaritas uh, up in DC because uh, she says that she eats it with her coffee in the morning because she has something sweet every day with her coffee. And she was telling me about Crumble. I was like, "What is this? I don't even <laughs> have it." And then there I is a shop. So I had been wanting to try it so much. So because I'm from out West, they're like larger, a larger company out West. And so all my friends were posting them and I was like, we don't have that yet in Florida. And then when we saw one, when I saw one pop up and I, they actually replaced Starbucks, it was crazy. So they popped wow. up and I was like, oh, like now I need to try it. And it took me like, over a year to try it. So I was really excited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm right there. I just started, I just tried it last weekend and it, I, you're not you're not alone um you have to go try it warmed up though because it was it I was did. different warm okay I'm gonna have to do that I'll have to get, physically go in and um not bring my children because I saw how big they were and but their marketing is on point and they're it's great so anyway um not sponsored by any of <laughs> the businesses I have named just FYI but if you want to you can send over cookies and I'll warm them up just give me we always up. accept cookies as donations <laughs> absolutely um so we're so you're in Florida and um let's get so what is your background so we're talking systems and businesses and helping CEOs which there's a lot of um entrepreneurs that listen to the podcast and so I've talked about systems before. That is what my jam is systems for your home and that kind of thing. And so, and your business, I'm a big automated person. So tell me a little bit more about your background and how you got into it. It's absolutely nothing to do with systems. So we're going to just veer off my degree oh. in exercise sports science. Me too. <laughs> I am an exercise science major too. <laughs> so that, that was what it was at University of Utah. So I grew up out West, Las Vegas, and then I went to Utah for school and um, was there when they went Pac-12. So it was like a part of that large transition in the exercise science program. And then I was actually studying to go into occupational therapy. And that was where I was like gung-ho in OT, really excited to go in there. I started shadowing people and it was, I was really deep into my work of already applying and already kind of going through the motions. And I started doing my shadowing hours and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> like this is I, the worst thing ever. I can relate so much because I went to exercise science as well. I was originally a psychology major and I switched after my back surgery because I, the, the PT was really you know, something that I was interested in. It, it's a very slow paced environment, which I wasn't digging. Yeah. And then I thought about like, then I became a personal trainer. You have to become certified. I'm sure you did too mm -hmm. with your program because yep. it was one of our finals in one of the classes. And so I was like, okay, great. And so I was that, I was doing that for a while and I loved the hit the hit workouts mm -hmm. doesn't pay anything unless you own it. And the hours are crazy. Terrible. And if you only, if you make, you can really only make money, I guess this is back before COVID I have to say, because now we, a lot of it's virtual. So I guess you don't need to own a gym anymore. You mm -hmm. could make money now doing it, but back then in 2003, so seven, you, you know, you couldn't really, unless you did a gym and I was like, I'm not owning a gym. So yeah. That's where I went to sales. 
Yep, <laughs> so I so get that. I get it. But I, I can did um uh, I worked with um a trainer here in Florida. So moved out here in the middle of like the program, which is at the you go through the whole program and then you have your internship at the end or the how are right. you supposed to give an internship before you go on your own. So I did right. my internship here in Florida, worked for a personal trainer who in the mornings he trained like adults and would come they would come to his gym or he would go to them all sorts of things I was up at four or five a.m with him almost every morning then mm -hmm. we would take a like five four hour break in the afternoons and we would come back and train kids and I love training the kids so I was like okay cool like we can do the kids the parents are awful awful yes. I, I was the like I want nothing to do with this at all like you parents are disgusting <laughs> Do not feed your child McDonald's and then expect them to come run and be mad. Thank you. Like, I did this. I had the same experience because I interned over at this hit gym and mm -hmm. they did adults during the day because all the kids were at school. And then mm -hmm. after school hours were um, the kid athletes that were, and this mm -hmm. was like a serious program for kids that were trying to get into college. Yeah. We had some professionals that would come in and we had like a whole high school football team that came in because they were oh, terrible wow. and they invested in our gym to get them better. Um, and there's this one kid and it's kind of gross y'all. So I'm just going to say it. <laughs> he was um, training. It was, I think it was his first actual session and it could have just been like a, a tester session. And I was training him and he, he was, I think a basketball player and he's going and we kept the parents up in like the observation deck because mm -hmm. we didn't want them down there, like yelling at them. They yeah. had like two, like when they had kids, we had multiple people making sure they were doing right for them because they were in their teens. We don't want mm -hmm. them to get hurt. He wasn't even done with warm up. And all of a sudden he looked awful. He takes his, he takes his shirt off and pukes in his shirt and ah! we get him to the trash can and we're like, oh gosh, like this kid definitely needs some conditioning. And his dad is yelling at him, like to suck it up and to just like, like what are you doing? Like you haven't even started. And, and he was awful. And I, and parents get very hard on their kids and I just was like, this is why I was like, you got to go upstairs. Like this kid already is embarrassed enough that he's puking in front of other, all his friends into his shirt and he didn't make it through warm up. So I'm sure he's got feeling all the things he doesn't need your disappointment. And the parents are just the worst. And I guess they had just eaten before they came. It's like, guys, you can't eat like that before you go into a real, but again, I think it was his first time, but yeah. But yeah, so that, that, but that's common. Like that is common across the board. Like parents don't exercise. They don't understand. Then they put their kids in these highly competitive sports and then they feed them junk food right before they're about to get ran and conditioned and all of that. And it just, I just, I was over it. Like there was, there was a point, I just remember standing there and because we, we did, um, they're called, um, what do you call Vernamax things? I don't oh, know. Yeah. If you use those for like the jumpers yeah. and stuff. Yes. Yeah. And so I was holding this girl's hands, and she was like doing her jumps on like the the uh, box jump right. thing. Box. Yeah. With the Vernamax on, and I just remembered I got the biggest whiff of McDonald's, and I already like have a very very high sense of smell and like the the softest stomach ever, and so it was like a huge whiff of it, and I was like, oh. My God, I'm in our like so bad. And then her mom, like, you know, I bless her heart. She was out of shape too, like didn't know better, like truly just doesn't know better, I don't think. 
and and was literally I saw the pattern just repeating itself and I'm like this is this is more than what we can do like this is like generational like way deeper than anything a trainer can do and I just I don't want to be a part of it yeah (laughs) if you didn't if you don't know what a Vermax is it's a belt that goes around your waist and it's got like those you know, the bands that you can, you know, mm-hmm. that you work out with and it's strapped to this box. And so what you do is you jump and it gives you resistance. So in case you don't know what Vermax is and when you're with kids, you hold their hand in front of them and you're like all up in there, so. all, all in their face, like all the things, but like the results are crazy. So we had like kids who wanted to go into college uh, basketball or these were yeah. softball players. So they were doing sprints. And you train them with this Vertimax and the results are just wild. Like we were getting like six to 12 inch increases for these basketball players within just a few months. Like it, it was really cool for the ones that were really committed, but. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> just talking about past my past life here. So anyway, let's get back. Oh yeah. yeah. So let's get back. No, that's totally, no, we're geeking out. <laughs> we have a lot in common. I think it's great when you find out about people's backgrounds and mm-hmm. things. So yeah, exercise sports science in school um, on the side. So my parents were really big into like your degree is to just get you through school to say you have a degree. Nobody actually looks at it. So (laughs) so I'm very thankful that that was kind of they're like, just go for something that like is going to be useful. So it's useful in my own life. I use nutrition and exercise and stuff like that. And so um, but they were like, what really matters is internships. So make sure you get good internships because that's work life experience. And then when you're like what you choose for a job, you'll also be able to people will look at that. So I had all sorts of like a teaching job serving. I was at like nice steakhouses, family restaurants. Like I was all over in the service industry. And then um, my internship, though, was in marketing. So I worked for the uh, youth football team and we did all the marketing like promotions the cameras all the things like we positioned people ran the, the the campaigns and things like that and so I was on that team um, and that was kind of where I feel like how I got into this was um, one of the last jobs that I worked at in Utah was a really nice steakhouse and they were so at the time I was like oh you guys are crazy on like rules and and how things are. Now I see it and I'm like, oh, these are just basic SOPs that people follow so that there's KPIs that, that get met. That's get met. Correct. Yes. And so so now I'm like, oh, like the training was so worth it. But through all my experiences and like working at family um, restaurants and things like that, like I got to experience the sales side, the marketing side, getting to that personal connection. And then seeing how businesses truly run. And I just loved, I loved it. Like, I just loved everything about it. And then, um, so I came to Florida, decided that training was not for me. And I was, I was not going to, not going to be holding any more McDonald's hands. And um, I went into sales and marketing at my family's company. And so I was in charge of the, the business development arm. There were two of us at the time. And um, the, the guy who was teaching me ended up leaving and going to, I don't know if he started a business or something with his friends. And so left me to like learn everything by myself. And I jumped in to learn everything, sales, marketing. And I went to YouTube University, um, learned <laughs> I love that. business. My, <laughs> thankfully, like my dad, um, he's, he was really involved with the company and amazing at sales. And so he taught me a lot of like what I knew 
And I ended up growing that team between learning digital marketing on my own and then the older version of sales and connecting and things like that and how to run a business um, and how to build relationships from my dad. And then um, here we are. So then I had, at, by the time I left, I had a team of um, four that were in my department running it very efficiently without me. And wow. yeah, and we focused on everything, the digital marketing, the client experience, the onboarding, you know, the sales aspects. And so that was kind of what it was. And that's how I got started in business and learned that I like systems um, because my team really ran everything. I was more of the person that was forward thinking in the company. And so like I was a part of the transition to digital signatures, what systems we're going to use to automate these processes. And I really just got involved with the, the tech teams that we hired. And I just love like learning all of the processes. It was back, I don't know if you were in digital marketing at the time, like Infusionsoft was a thing. Now oh, Infusionsoft. Yeah. yeah. And so like like we at the time we were kind of still a thing. Yeah. It's still a thing, but it was like mass, like the only thing I felt like doing it at the time. And so um, like we had Infusionsoft and we were using all those things. And that was how I really learned about systems. And it was it was just cool because I was given the opportunity to just here. You're the one that's going to learn it. And I went and learned it. And that's what I did. And then I left. We finished a massive rebuild of the whole back end of the company. And once that was done, I was like, okay, well, I, I'm just sitting here. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> right. Because you have systems. Systems are great because there's nothing better than having something that works for you. Mm-hmm. It takes a, it takes a hot minute to get it set up and it might take some, some money to get it set up if you don't know what you're doing. But man, when you have a, like, like a, just a good, well-operating machine where, you know, like something's going to hit X and then it's just going to send out Y and you don't have to do anything. It just saves so much time and your mind, you're just, it takes a lot load off your mind, knowing that things are going to get done and super important to set systems up at the very beginning of your business, because even if you don't have the need, you want to have it in place for when you do with being proactive because yes. the worst is when you deal with the growing pains, because when you are starting a business, it might seem monotonous and really slow, but people are paying attention and it will catch up. And when you get that pop, you want to be ready for that mm-hmm. pop. Right. Yep. And yeah. so do you work with CEOs to get those things in place because they didn't have them or to, to be better, like what kind of systems and cause I'm, or do you do the SOPs? Like I have an SOP for my home. That's what I pitch for all my, my really what I work on behind the scenes is the people who they have a, a proven product. They're making money. A lot of my clients have made, had great success. They're looking at six figures above 500,000 and beyond and their systems either no longer work they're trying to stop being so manual because they've been in the hustle phase for so long that they're just like, I could do everything. And then they get sick and wonder why they made no money for a week. And then, um, and then just there, it's time for them to basically say, okay, like, I know I can't continue doing what I'm doing. And I know that there's a better way. I'm now losing money because I'm doing things manual. So it's time to invest. So most sadly, like most of the clients that come to me, they are already on the floor crying, having their panic attack moments in business. 
Um, yeah. so I try to, you know, do preventative, like market and tell people and you know, come on podcasts and talk about the beginning. Like, let's set this up from the get go correctly. Let me teach you correctly. And then that way you can kind of do what fits for you before that breakdown happens, because that breakdown is messy. It's not like a quick fix turnaround. You have clients that need to be moved. There's um, systems that are, that need to be, be moved. There's new links that are going to be posted everywhere. There's just a lot that goes into a, a massive system switch, which that's what we do. Like that's what people pay us to do. But I do, I love like the preventative. How can we help people from the start set this up correctly? And so what are your go-to softwares? Like some <clears throat> are no Kajabi or mm-hmm. Infusionsoft, or um, if you're in the sales, like as um, you've got HubSpot and you got Salesforce, if it's a CRM. Yeah, so- I, I use um, ClickUp for organization. That's my big one. ClickUp. That's ClickUp. anyone. I haven't heard of ClickUp. Oh yeah, click up for organizations like project management, anything like it's like Asana. You've heard of this? Oh, it's like Asana or a Trello. Yeah. Yes, like an Asana Trello, a little bit more customization. Oh, so I like that name automation within the the platform, which Asana does have workflows now, but at the time when I started, they didn't. Um, so ClickUp is is one. They have automations within the platform, which is really cool. Then um, for my sales, I'm big click funnels. I'm like a part of the funnel hacking community. Like I did their coaching. Like I, I, I drink the Kool-Aid over at click funnels. And so all my funnels are, are click funnels, emails, active campaign, and then my contracts, invoices, um, proposals for like agency work is through PandaDoc. Which oh, is I love one, but I love some Panda Doc. <laughs> great. Panda Doc is like DocuSign, mm-hmm. but better. I think it's easier to use personally than DocuSign. However, I will say I have a client that uses DocuSign and I was recently in there and I was like, okay, you guys have updated your interface. So I will, I'll stop talking so much crap about you guys, but, <laughs> but like, I still think Panda Doc's just, you have a lot more freedom in Panda Doc. And um, now you can, like I have some really cool automations where it's like a click funnels. This gets complicated guys. So if automations are new for you, this may not be as exciting, but it's like, a click- like well, what is a click funnel? So let's talk about okay. that for a second. Okay. So click funnels, what, what is that? Like, let's take that down to those that might not know what it is. Of course. So click funnels is like a landing page software. What is different about click funnels than a website is that it has one goal and the goal is to get the person to convert to whatever you're trying to convert them to where a website is going to be more of informational they have the about page the services different ways for the the consumer to get lost and so click funnels is a one page one goal type of software and it supposedly i don't i don't know how true it is but supposedly they have really high conversions based off of how the how ClickFunnels helps you lay out the page. Mm-hmm. And then there's a thing called a pixel, which is what the tracking for Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all these things. You could really easily add pixels. So then now you can track people through their life cycle of landing on your pages and things like that. Is that was okay. that a good breakdown? Yes, that's a great breakdown. Like a lot of people will use Flowdesk for their email. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they have um, they just started with, um, campaigns where you can create almost like a landing page where it has all your information. It, it, it now has buttons that you can click to take them somewhere, but it's one place. 
So Flowdesk, for those that use Flowdesk that a lot of my um, listeners use, that is new in there. So that's ClickFunnels is more of a mature version of the Flowdesk version. And that's like their main, main focus is is the consumer experience on like that page and the, the basically getting them to that goal. Um, so one thing, one mm-hmm. service, and you're pushing one item and then you campaign those out to one group. And then you would create another click funnel for another person, depending on what tiers yes. you have or goals, right? Yes. Yep, exactly. So that's the click funnel. So we have like a click funnel landing page. And then when somebody fills it out, it now um, will fill out whatever the information and Zapier, big user of Zapier. Zapier. I got Zapier. That's okay. a huge thing to implement to your, I have a WordPress website. Yep. I have Zapier in the back end that will zap over because it's great. So if you ever hear the lingo zap, that's Zapier. Yes, Zap, Zapier. So I have the Zapier account. Some people call it Zapier. I don't know why, but some people do. So I'm just going to throw that out there because I've had people be like, I don't know what Zapier is. And like, it's, it's Zapier maybe to you. <laughs> it's like yes. a niche, niche conversation. Zapier. Niche. <laughs> niche. That's what it is. Um, so we zap it over into PandaDoc and use a template in PandaDoc now. And we can literally automate a whole contract from somebody just filling out something on ClickFunnels. So yes. it's like the best things ever. I learned about PandaDoc in my divorce because I had <laughs> multiple attorneys and one, most of them used uh, DocuSign, but one of them loved him some PandaDoc and he would go like, we would geek out and he would tell me about it and I learned about it, but he would send over his stuff in PandaDoc because mm-hmm. it was easier to use. And it's funny because my other attorney would just tell him to do it. And I was like, is really funny, but he would just put everything in PandaDoc and send it over. And it's just... I feel like the interface and even just the template that they use were, it was a cleaner version. Well, we, um, we uploaded every template into like PandaDoc itself. So if anything needs to be edited or changed, we can just hop in and change it versus like a DocuSign, hello sign, where you have to download it into a PDF and edit the PDF and then re-upload it and right. reassign. So that's one of the benefits of PandaDoc for my people who like may change prices here and there. It's really great or change offers a little bit. It's mm-hmm. like the most useful tool. It's I just stuff that you have to take with those other platforms. And mm-hmm. this one is just, you go in and you take care of it. Cause it's all about eliminating steps that you don't need to take. Right. And to yeah. make it as easy and time-saving as possible um, is really what systems are all about. I had a client that was literally getting her email, like people were signing in and, and subscribing and wanting the, the lead magnet. And she was literally taking all of the email addresses manually and then taking them to her email and emailing them the thing. Oh my gosh. I was like, no, 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 no. We, and you know who you are because you are an avid listener and I love you so much. <laughs> uh, and you're a great example for this conversation. And so she went in and we got her flow desk and we automated um, that system to where, nope, you create this, this thing here and you send it out and then it sends it for you. Like, oh, oh and a game changer for her. She is very well versed now in the platform of Flowdesk and 
she lives and breathes it because that's, she was in the graphics and she was in, she's in all those things. It's like, you can't manually send 10 people a day. Mm-mm. Oh, no, no. You were just wasting so much time. And then you're stressing or then you're running over in the middle of your, you know, the, your child's playtime. And you're like, wait, I got to go send this now because he just got an email. It's like, you were like on call. It was awful. Yeah. I was just like, no, no. Oh God. How awful does that sound? And, and if you don't know, you don't know. And so, yeah. and you don't know what to look for either, like at all. And that's one of the hardest things, but that's like my favorite type of wins is especially my moms who find ways for them to automate parts of their business, to be more present with their children. Like that is always, I have clients who I could tell you stories. One of my clients has three kids. She's a single mom, recently went through a divorce during COVID, three kids and um, knew nothing about automations. And mm-hmm. we did a, um, I have like a 12 week training. She went through the training, automated her whole business, got a VA in place who she still works with her now to this day. And it is completely automated and she makes a range. She's in real estate, but she makes a pretty, pretty good range yeah. of, of everything. And her business is completely hands off because of the automation so she one of her biggest issues was she was a nurse so she was working crazy hours and then um she worked overtime during covid and everything and then came home and she's a very very present mom and so then she was exhausted from being with the kids and had to learn something and to get out of where she was at and worked her butt off so I don't I don't do excuses well because of clients like her where I'm like wow like you were up at 4 a.m working on your systems you were up at at midnight working on these systems to automate your whole business so that you can you can leave your job and be present and amazing like, that's yeah those thing. are the stories that are like my favorite to share yeah and especially so I'm a newly single mom of three kids and you I already had some good stuff in place, but man, when you are a single parent, mm-hmm. it, it's very hard because you are a mom, you are a dad, you are now a sole breadwinner. You have to, you can't depend on someone else to make dinner that night. Like you're it, you're the one mm-hmm. feeding your kid. And so like, I can't be like, wait, like talk to my, my, my husband and be like, can you pick dinner up? It's, it's yeah. me. It's like, we're, you know, scrounging through the thing or I have to have it planned. And so you really have to have your stuff in place, especially if you have your own business or maybe you're, you know, I'm now working a full-time job to put some things in place for me. Cause you have to have proof of income to qualify for a loan, to buy a house, right? I'm in a house. I'm gonna have to go buy another house. If everything wasn't in my name, I got to, you know, really do the legwork, you know, go buy a car, you have to have benefits. And so I now I'm juggling even more. And so having systems in place, like I hired a VA before, but Mm -hmm. man, she is worth every penny because I don't have to manage my calendar. She cycles through like funnels through all of my email and then asks me questions if she really needs to know. And she handles everything. And I don't Mm -hmm. have to manage my, my calendar, my schedule. And it's, it's wonderful. It's worth the money to get help, to do the things that are time consuming. And if you just don't have the bandwidth, but it's a necessity to your business, it's worth the business expense. 
Because that and a lot of times the VAs, because they have a lot of them have experience, they can bring that experience into your company. So like me learning email, I was using MailChimp prior to like this was oh. years ago before no, they had any sort of automation. So I'm using MailChimp or um, Constant Contact. Yeah, and oh gosh, yeah. No like automations or anything. And I literally had a VA like, no, you need to switch to active campaign. Like my old employer used active campaign. I could set up automations. I could do this. This is that she's literally the reason why I learned active campaign and every business now has it that I work in. But that's because I allowed my VA the space to say, you know, this is the issue. I, I can't figure out this email or I don't know how to do this. And the VA can go do the research they, or they may know. And so I think VAs are like worth their weight in gold. Like, yes, I, I agree. VAs. And, and some of some of someone who's listening might be feeling overwhelmed with all of these names that we're talking about in these systems, but that's the beauty. Like you, if you know what you need and, or you have a desire to get like, man, I wish that when someone goes to X, like they get Y and I don't have to, but I don't know how to do that. It's worth calling someone like Megan to ask the question. You can always ask, get a consult, doing the research about technical things. I think that some people are very tech savvy and some are just not. <laughs> and I mean, I have a client that had a really hard time just uploading a photo to her desktop. Mm -hmm. And she just couldn't get it. And it's okay because our brains like math. I just don't get it. I am not a math person and I know this, I try, but man, like I'm just not. And so I know that that's a weakness of mine. So when I get into numbers, I get very overwhelmed. I'm like, I can't, like, I just, I, I gotta take it down a notch and really be in the zone. And mm -hmm. so if this kind of stuff is very overwhelming to people, but it comes easy to people like you mm -hmm. because so let the person that comes easy to do it. And it's worth because eventually you're just going to have to pay someone to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that, and then like, don't overthink it. Like we're talking about like more complex stuff. So for my people who are not tech savvy, like don't make it so complicated where it's like, you have to have these connections or have to use Zapier. I actually just had a client last night telling me she talked to somebody else who does systems, which I don't know why she's had me in her back pocket for years, but talk to somebody else that systems and they're like, oh, she needs Zapier in order to work HoneyBooks. I'm like, that that is so incorrect. They don't know what they're doing clearly because HoneyBooks has automations in it for your type of business. Like you're Which is like a quick book, right? It's like a quick HoneyBooks. HoneyBooks is actually more of like a CRM oh, okay. software. So they have like the CRM aspect, they have contracts, they have calendars, they have um, automated workflows or what or flows for like emails. So like once a contract signed, an automated email can go out from HoneyBooks. And they have like a, they have like a client portal is what they call it. It's very rough to say okay. client portal, but the client can sign in and see the conversation. <laughs> oh yeah. So they can see like what's going on with their. Yeah. Yeah. And she has a photography business where I'm like, you already have a really great link where all your photos get uploaded to just to have the basic uh, proposal, sign the contract, pay the invoice, get them on your calendar. You only need HoneyBooks. Like, don't make this so complicated thinking you need to have an email list. You really, truly don't. Your clients are reoccurring. <laughs> so Yeah, 
So Zapier, for those that have implemented it for my clients, it's um, their health and wellness coaches. And so they wanted to be able to get the back office of that company, which is its own thing. It's not, they don't own it, yeah. but they're, um, they, like a, they work for it, right? Direct sales, mm-hmm. but it, they wanted to be able to have their website. And when someone was to sign up, get an automated email from them saying, welcome to the program. But there was, so we needed to implement Zapier from one place to another because it's not our system that we were working on, but we sell for them. So Zapier would be a good platform to, to implement. It's cheap. It's not it's like a really good plugin to solve a quick problem like that. Right. Because it, if it's it not your system and your website and your email, but you don't get to control when the names come in, when they sign up and pay for the thing, yeah. that is a really great quick fix to get that platform that you don't own to talk to other ones that you have yes. control over. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah. I just, it's just really um, on the online space, you know, there's so many different options. And so somebody who's not tech savvy, like, like we were just talking about hubs, HubSpot and Salesforce and ClickUp and Asana. These can all do the same thing. Like they can literally all do the same thing, but how does your brain work? If it doesn't work for ClickUp or Asana, look at Trello. And one of my favorite hacks to do, so I, I believe heavily in that the internet will do my research for me. And so I um, will go search like ClickUp alternatives or competitors of ClickUp and Google will help me and then I'll go click some sites and over the next week I'll see all the ads that I need to see and I can make an informed decision. (laughs) Absolutely and I think um, there's a lot of starter ones and then there's ones you grow into like Kajabi is very expensive you don't use that unless you are really producing a bunch of stuff. Like and I, I use Mighty Networks for like courses and membership because we have a free membership and I use e-networks. Mighty Networks. Oh my, I've not heard of that one. See yes. guys, I'm learning stuff too. Cause I've not, <laughs> I've not heard of these. I've, it's I've, not, I, I will give you the disclaimer. It's not super automation friendly to connect to things. It's not at all actually. Um, but it gets the job done because I am not a fan of Facebook groups. I struggle with Facebook groups, struggle with Facebook period. Well, it's not ours. And they, and that's the, that's the thing about social media, you guys. And I have harped on this so many times. And a lot of my episodes is we don't own social media. We don't own the groups. We don't own those people that are in the groups. Like we don't have that information. So it's very important to either get off of that platform and bring them into a community where you can control it. Like, 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 Network circle. Um, because you have control over it and it's very important to get those email addresses and put them on your email list. Because if Facebook were to go poof tomorrow and your entire business is running on Facebook, you don't have a business. Yes. Or yeah. You're going to do a lot of work to find the 3000 people that you just worked years and years to funnel into your group and, oh, we don't know where they went. So mm-hmm. we don't want to, uh, depend on social or another platform. If we don't own it, you own your email list, you own your website, like you need to own your own platform. 
And now you can have the text lists as well. So if you could do text, like I, I do send a weekly email. It's like pulling teeth to get me to write it, but I do write it. And um, so I do do emails, but it took me years to actually get, get consistent on emails. Whereas like a text list, I am so consistent on because that comes right to my phone. I can like be out and about and and text people. And so we use community for that one. I've, yeah, community is great, actually. Yeah. It comes from you. There's a lot of people. Some, um, you know, my mom is in direct sales and she just asked me if uh, I've heard of Hit Me Up. I haven't. So I actually have a real estate software. So where like people can send out mass text messages and stuff. So I really use my own software, but community is one that I like always suggest to people because I used to use community all the time. Um, yeah, my mom used it. It came from her and it was called hit me up, but it came from her actual phone number. Community creates its own number. So it's yeah. not, you're giving out your personal information, I think. And I don't know anything about hit me up. I think it's just something they're trying out with their, with their team. She um, was like, let me know if you get this, like, have you heard of the hit me up? I'm like, that's a new one. So yeah, I don't know. I've, I haven't heard of that one. So my, with my own software, I use that. Um, in because it's automation friendly and so when somebody signs up for something you can get on my email list but like i use unroll.me we're like throwing out a lot of a lot of software at you guys hey, you know what it's good though because i think it's it shows that there's not just one thing out there just because everyone uses this or this is what you hear it gives you at least some options so unroll keeps your email clean and so i'm a big user of unroll and Ooh, I, I know that's not something great for me to say seeing as i have an email list but um text message has gotten me out of that where i could still send my emails still tell people about things um, but then once they sign up for something they go into our text system and it's actually a two-way number so they could text they could call my team will um text them back or answer um and and talk to them through that and um yeah it's been really interesting i've enjoyed though the text component because i can say much more profound things in 160 characters than in an email because i'm not the best storyteller <laughs> no and that's good and i think with text messaging we work off our phones like it's smart i think we also but we what i'm starting to see i'm sure a lot of people are starting to see that like i take one day a week and i just unsubscribe to things mm -hmm. because your emails go to other lists. So just because you're unsubscribing to one doesn't mean like you weren't on others that they like farms you out to. And I just get these emails over and over and I'm like, I can't, and they're not even things I signed up for. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think with texting, it's now becoming the new email where you're getting too many. Yes. Yeah, it can. It totally can. Yeah. But like when I get an email from one of my clients, because I know that she set it up, I'll read it. She usually sends like a weekly recipe out via text message, which is great because if I'm going to grab a recipe, I'm going to pull up on my phone anyway. Might as well just get a text message. I don't have to go Google for it, Pinterest. So there's pros and cons to it. And so when you're using text, there's a Acuity, which is a calendar management software that you can click and um you know, schedule, but you know, Acuity or Calendly, but I know Acuity has a text feature. I have not personally used it, but I know it's in there. Calendly um, does too. Calendly does too. So mm -hmm. for those that are using those, you can go and explore that where it'll automate it for you. Or if you want to send yeah. a text. Yeah. And Calendly or actually just released um, workflows. So you can text like 
uh, like right when somebody schedules, you could text a day before. You can like do a whole workflow. Reminder. Messages. Yeah, remind reminders. But I also like will text things to people. So after you schedule, a, I think a day or two later, you get a um, access to like a free course that normally people have to pay for. Um, so, mm. so you get free access to it for scheduling a call. And so we send that out in a text message. See, see guys, like it gets smart and there's things that you don't know can happen. And that's a very smart thing to do because if we're trying to get them free stuff and get them in front of more of your branded content, mm -hmm. you, there's ways to do it with the systems that you have in place already. So if you, if you just don't know what it is. Um, like I said, Flowdesk has a new feature. So I'm, I'm still filling it out and putting all the info in, but it's all branded and it has one link and it takes you to one thing and it's mm -hmm. very friendly, but it's a beta they're, be you know, beta testing it right now. So get in on it early. Um, yes. I love, I love the beta of products because then they actually take your feedback too, because they're looking at feedback. So for sure. So how can one work with you and when they do work with you, what, um, what kind of, you know, coaching do you give them or do you set it up for them or do you coach them on, on then they do it? Like, how do you, how, how does one work with you? So we have a few different options. We have the, I have a free group where every Wednesday I go live and we talk about systems or something around like leadership business area. And that's free. Uh, the link's in my bio. It's called Whiteboard Wednesday. And then I'm sure it'll be in the description as well. And Whiteboard Wednesday, it, it, it was my way. So I love teaching. Like I love having the conversations. And I had the podcast for a while and I just learned I'm not really like podcasting is cool. But even conversations like this, it's like, oh, dang, I really wish I could draw this out so that it really makes sense for you. And that's how Whiteboard Wednesday came about is that we made the switch so that now I actually have like my iPad attached to the call and I can draw it out as we talk to you. Um, and all the recordings are in there as well. So that's every Wednesday. Um, so way to, to just learn if you're in the learning phase. And then we have master classes. We have one coming up. I'm sure it'll be after, it'll be before this airs. So you can catch the replay of that. But we have a master class every quarter. That's a lower ticket item. But it's a, I say master class is really like a workshop where there's um, a specific topic that we're covering in your business and you're given either templates or we're going to work through that in your business. And it's about three to four-ish hours. And I normally do it either at night or on a weekend. So that it's you have time just set aside for the workshop. And then we have um, I have something called pocket coaching where you can just we have a one on one call and you have 30 days access to me, Voxer access. You just send me your voice notes and I respond the same day. Uh, that's become one of my favorites, actually. Great. Uh, yes. And the results I'm getting are crazy because it's people who just needed like a little guidance on what what needed to happen or getting over what to use. And so um, then that was the client that I talked to last night that I was sharing who who took advice from another person where I was like this. They made it too complicated for you. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the ways you can work with me. And for for the like done, like the teaching side and then the done for you service it's it is more pricey we do a whole sure. this revamp it's not just like a software it's not just one part of your business we go from the start so we'll talk about your marketing system sales systems operation systems um your offboarding your reoccurring whatever this looks like for you to continue selling 
So it, it's it, it's pretty intensive and it's it can take anywhere from like three to six months. So we yeah. hop on a call and talk about it to see if we're a good fit or not. But yeah, how you work with us. That's great. And if you, um, I'm sure you do tips and tricks on, on social. So where can we find you on social media? Yes. And um, yeah. All my find? social media handles are my name, Megan Galane. So you can just hop on any of my social media handles, DM me. I respond. So it's me responding to all my DMs. I know sometimes people have like assistants and stuff doing that. So I like to make it clear it's me. <laughs> I think that's great. I, yeah, because I, I do all my own DMs as well. And so I think it's really important to know if it's the actual person or not. Um, yes. people do get too busy, but yes. yeah, no, my, my big thing is like my team can take over almost every side of my business, but I'm going to always be showing up on social media, doing me, I'm going to be teaching and I'll be responding. So Perfect. yeah, that's, that's one of my big things, but yeah, anything Megan Galane, I'd love to, to hear from you. If you listen to this episode, go ahead and just tag me in it and I'll share it and get mm-hmm. to know you guys a little bit more. I'm excited to meet your audience. Yeah, no, they're great. I'm sure they're going to have lots and lots of questions and (laughs) they're going to also give me some hate mail about how many, like how confused they are now, but that's okay. (laughs) You know, it's good to have new names, new systems, new things to look into, especially for those that are really like vamping right up. It's, you know, new year's coming up, which is usually when everyone's trying to like, Mm -hmm. you know, get it together and make their resolutions. And so if you guys need help, definitely give Megan a buzz. She knows what she's talking about for sure. And she's lovely. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Yes, of course. And guys, um, all the information will be in the show notes. Um, we can list off also the, um, platforms that we talked about and, uh, just in case you need like the names, but, uh, (laughs) all the links in there. And, uh, thank you again, Megan, for being here. And, uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you again, Megan. Thank you. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.